No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. Good morning, everybody. Um, Michael Hellickson is going to step out today. He had too much fun in Hawaii. I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> we have a, a great guest today, um, along with my co-host, Don Schultz. Say hi, Don. Hi, guys. Um, and uh, Grant Workman. So Grant is become, uh, whether he knows it or not, he's become the recruiting expert. So we're going to talk about recruiting. I know that this is arguably the number one topic, at least in Club Wealth, and I'm going to believe that it's probably very similar in other places. Uh, everybody wants to recruit more people. So um, Grant's got an amazing system that he's got in place, and uh, we're going to grill him about it, and he's going to give us a lot of good information about it. So um, without any further ado, I'm going to kind of pass Pass it over to you, Grant. So, you know, recruiting. Um, are you? Let me just ask. I'll ask a couple of questions. Are you recruiting for a team? Are you recruiting for a brokerage? Are you recruiting for both? Yes, for both. Okay, yeah. great. And so, and tell us a little bit about yourself. You a little bit of your history. Tell us the size of your team. Tell us the size of your brokerage. Obviously, you have one of those as well. Yeah. Okay. So, um, relatively new to real estate brokerage and team. So I jumped in with Club Wealth about two years ago, and at that time I was—I uh, had just switched from a solo agent. I'd only been doing real estate for a couple of years up until that point, and then we decided to start a brokerage. And so hired a coach right away. I think we had um, when I hired my coach, who was Tim Ray, who is amazing and I love. Uh, when I hired Tim, I think we had ten people in the brokerage. And the brokerage kind of was a team bridge. It was a team also. And it was a horrible team in the sense of I was just kind of like, hey, guys, here's some leads. Good luck. Like, send me money when it closes. This will be this will all work great. And I'll never forget my first phone call with Tim. He just laughed at me as I told him, like, the setup of everything. He was like, dude, you're running a bankrupt model. Like, this is not going to work. Change it today. And I was like, no, Tim, you're wrong. This is going to work for sure. And uh, a couple months into it, my credit card continued to agree with Tim. And so finally I said, all right, man, what the heck do I do? And uh, it was really cool because he just helped me tweak a few things, like little simple things along the way. It wasn't a dramatic shift, but he just tweaked a few things and kind of got us back on course for help. So um, our first year of the brokerage, <clears throat> um, we had about 10 agents from January until roughly August, September. And we wanted to just make sure that it worked like we thought it would, that the systems that we picked, the tools that we picked, the, the compensation plan, everything worked like we expected it to work. And so once we got through the height of the summer season, we felt like, okay, this is going to work. This is two thumbs up from the agents. They're making great money. I'm making some money. This works. That's when we started to recruit. And so um, September to um, December of that year, which was 2018, we went from that 10 agents up until we ended the, the very end of the year with about 33, 34. 
so we added some, you know, some decent quick growth, which is exciting. And then the next year is when it really took off. And so we're only two years old, but um, 2019 for us, we went from that 33-ish and we ended the year with about, you know, today we've got 136. So we've had, a, you know, some come and go, of course, but we added roughly 100 that year in 2019, which is crazy. And then also in 2019, I decided to get really serious about my team. So I realized that running a team that way was stupid and I was losing all of my money and it was just a bad way to do it. So um, what I did is I brought on one of our most disciplined uh, agents and he was only one year in the business, but he is like a machine great guy, great leader. He just does the right things that successful agents do day in, day out. And so I said, Hey, Kevin, why don't we partner on the team? I'm getting too busy now to really focus on the team. Why don't we partner on the team? And, um, let's become 50, 50 partners in that, in, in the business and then help us run it, help us grow it. So the team, um, most of 2019 had roughly like 12 to 15 people, depending on, you know, what month. And the team closed about 200 deals in 2019. And um, the brokerage, the agents, I think we closed just over, like it was like 902 or three properties in 2019. So perfect. All right. So let's talk just real quick. um, What, what type of um, compensation model do you have for, for agents who are at your brokerage? In other words, are they in a, an 80, 20, a 90, 10, a flat fee? Where are you at there? Yeah, so we're um, basically in my market, we have the really cheap brokerage. I'm in Oklahoma City. So we have the really cheap brokerage, which is where I came from, or you have the big national guys. And basically what I found is I loved keeping all my money from the cheap brokerage, but I was still spending 20 to 30,000 bucks a year on my own tools. Mm -hmm. And I hated the fact that I could go buy a CRM for 200 bucks a month or pay 400 bucks a month and have... 30, 40 people, you know, so the scale of economy and the systems was really frustrating. So I wanted to find a brokerage where that piece of the puzzle was alleviated and I shopped and shopped and shopped and I just couldn't find anything that I was really excited to be a part of, which is why we, you know, decided to start the brokerage. So when we decided to start the brokerage, the whole thought process was where am I personally going to love to be for the next 30, 40 years? And what's kind of the ideal scenario? So what we put together was we wanted it to be extremely fair for every agent that comes in, no matter their production. So if they're brand new, they can get to the goals that they want and have the tools and systems to get there like a top agent does. Or if they're already crushing it, um, maybe we can relieve some of the pressure, send them home with as much money every time that they close as possible um, and uh, make a little money along the way. So for us, basically, they get about $20,000 worth of tools and systems every year. and then they have a choice. They can do 93%. They keep 93% of every closing and they pay 1900 bucks a year, or they can keep 93% pay 200 bucks a month, or they can go to 88% no monthly fees. Okay. So, um, so you're, a, you're a, you're a hybrid split model. Is the short yeah. Way. I mean the, the numbers work pretty close to like a, like a flat fee 500 per file type company, but yeah, um, that's how we have it set up. Perfect. And do you supply office space with those splits or is that something uh, that they can do on their own? No, the, the office, they, there are a couple desks that they can rent if they want, but I've found very few agents in my area care to actually spend money on the offices. And so what we're doing is we have a small, like thousand square foot office 
on the south side of town and then we have another one on the north side of town and it's a place to swing by meet with clients have the conference room print some contracts grab signs but nobody has to pay for it they just come and go when they need to and it seems to take care of the need for most agents there's a few agents you know that really valued office and space and and we're not that we're not for them but uh for the most part it's working well so can you tell me, Grant, what's your value proposition? How did you go from 10 to 33 and then 33 to 136? So like I said, we had the cheap brokerage where you got mm-hmm. nothing, you paid for everything, and then you had the big expensive one. I think we kind of hit something in the middle in our market where um, we were bringing just a tremendous amount of value. So not only were you keeping a chunk of your money, we're not the cheapest in town by any means, but you're keeping the majority of your money. Um, but also we know what systems work really, really well, thanks to club wealth and to Tim Ray and to long and Michael and Brian, all these guys. So we know it works well and we're going to give you the systems that the best of the best in the whole nation are using. And we're going to help you figure out how to get to where you want to be. So for some people, you know, they want to do five deals. Great. We're going to support you in that. You want to do a hundred deals and crush everything in your path. We want to get behind you in that model and support you as best we can. So um, that's kind of the, the simple version. I don't want to get into like all the details and the systems and tools, but just give them the stuff that they need to thrive and to kick butt at a, at a way that makes sense for them financially. And it seems to be a, a win-win. And then of course, like culture is huge. So we've pushed culture really, really big from day one. All right. So we're actually going to get into what the system is a little bit in a little bit later on the call. So all the people who are watching, this isn't just, Hey, let's talk about grant. There's actually, there's a, there's a rhythm to this, but one of the things that I want to talk about, and I'm sure I, I, maybe I'm making an assumption. I'm sure you've made some mistakes along the way. Is that a good assumption? Very true. <laughs> so I want to hear some of the things that you did wrong that didn't work because I know that, you know, so many people go out there and they try and reinvent the wheel. I'm, I'm a great wheel maker myself. And then I find out that that wheel sucks and I make a new wheel. But, you know, part of being in coaching, part of being smarter than that, you know, a wise person learns, a smart person learns from their mistakes, a wise person learns from others. So I'm going to try and learn from others. So tell me some of the things that you did wrong and that you would just come back and say, boy, I hope, I wish I never did that or I'll never do that again. Because I think those are important points as we get into it. Yeah, that's a great question. As I mentioned earlier, uh, I ran a bankrupt model. So mistake number one, <laughs> don't go bankrupt, which I thankfully I didn't go bankrupt, but um, you know, setting up the model from the start to, to be able to have the longevity to last for decades and decades. Uh, my heart was to be extremely generous. And if I can make a little bit of money off of what you're doing and you're thriving and you're happy, then my thought is you're going to stick around forever and it's going to be a win-win for both of us but it's easy to tip the scale in the wrong direction. And so I think that's where a a coach can be so helpful to help you, you know, point it back on track. Um, So that's one mistake. And then uh, I think another mistake is as you grow, of course, there comes moments where you just, you just need help and you got to pull people in and, and delegate things to different people. And that's always kind of a scary time for sure. Like, oh, I don't want to spend too much money. I want to pull on the right people. I don't want to give away too, you know, like that whole bounds. And I've definitely made mistakes in, in those realms for sure. I think another one, which I think it go both ways, um, is the beginning. And still at times we just did the big, like, let's just invite everybody with the same canned message, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, that offends people. Of course, 
Uh, you know, I've had the hate text messages from brokers and top leaders and stuff. And, you know, it happens as part of it. Could I have done a little bit more research? Definitely. So, so tell me exactly what that means, because there are people out there who are probably literally as this is playing, doing what you're talking about, but I need to specific. So what was the thing that you did there that pissed everybody off? Because really that's what you're saying, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You cleaned it up. I'll, I'll say what it is. You pissed a bunch of people off. <laughs> what did you do to piss them off? Right. So, um, you know, using the general text message to get things started. Like, hey, I came across your numbers. Looks like you had an amazing year. Great job. Did you hit your goals? Question mark. And sending that text message to a thousand people. <laughs> um, what was your response from that text message? I mean, let's, 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 let's get into a little bit of the grit because I guarantee you there are people watching this who are typing and go, oh, crap, and hitting go back. So what, right. what happened when you did that? So let's, let's be wise. Let's learn from Grant. What were, yeah. When I sent a thousand random text messages to a thousand agents that says, you're really cool, what happens? Yeah. So this is why I, I go back and forth personally, because I know a lot of people are like, don't do that. Don't you know, like be specific. Don't be a moron. People hate this, which is true. And I totally agree. And people do hate this. At the same time, it's a huge part of why we've grown so much because we're just simply looking for the low hanging fruit of people who aren't happy. And, and so here's, here's what I did well. We blasted out to people and every time that they're like, leave me alone, we're extremely honoring and excited that they're excited about where they're at, you know? So, oh, that's so awesome. Keep going. It's great to hear, you know? And we're only looking for the people who are not happy where they currently are. So I think we do that well. But of course, you know, you, you text the top, you know, 100th agent in your area, and they're like, you idiot, you have no idea who I am. F you, blah, blah, blah. You're a moron. This will never work, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it pisses people off, for sure. <laughs> so here's my question. Are you sending texts to multiple people that are basically cold call texts, for lack of a better way to put it? Absolutely. You are. And you've had success doing that, correct? Okay. So yeah. if, if you're watching, Grant's done that. It's given him success. But what I also heard Grant say was have some thick skin. Because you're about to be told to F off. You're about to deal with arrogant realtors who think they're better and know more than you. You're about to deal with all this stuff. So recruiting, just like any other sales, you're going to have to have thick skin, right? We're not looking to send out one text message, recruit 30 people, and never do this again. Yes. This is a long-term process. Yeah. So um, everyone kind of needs to get that. You know, It's over and over again how difficult it could potentially be to recruit, but it's a system, and that's what we're going to talk more about today. So one so of the I, things I have, a, I have a recent... I have a recent failure I'll tell you about. Please. Um, I try not to do that nowadays. Okay, that was like the beginning. That's kind of where it all started. And once you do it, you know, then you begin to build report. So I try not to do it. Maybe once a year I'll do that, but I try not to. But our team is trying to grow currently. So our team's about 15 people. We would love to get the team to like 40 people this year and everybody doing like a dozen deals a year. That's a big win for us. So we're trying to grow the team. So recently we set up the campaign. We had our administrator go pull the list from Market View Broker. Great place to go pull, you know, where people are, you know, what the closings are. Um, and so we said, let's target the people doing four to eight deals a year. That's where our team thrives in the sense of, you know, they want to do more. They want to get to 20. They don't know what to do and, and they don't have the money to buy the leads. And so we can usually help those people 
double to quadruple their business pretty pretty consistently throughout a year. So let's say let's go after those people and let's send this you know crafted text. And it's about a thousand people on that list. So there's a, a lot of agents for us in that area. Well, we accidentally um, pulled the list of people who did that in three months. Okay, that's a it, different group of people. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> group of people. And oh, buddy, so <laughs> so we have this group that uh, it's a Facebook group in our area. It's it's Oklahoma City Real Estate Professionals Group. And apparently I got kicked off the group. I didn't even know because of my original mass text, right? I had no idea I wasn't on the group, but um, apparently that day that went out, one of the brokers in town was like, you know, hey, you're a moron. You have no idea who I am, blah, blah, blah. And then they put it on the group for all of the agents in town to see. <laughs> and so they're like, hey, I just got this text. And then several people we're like, oh my gosh, me too, me too, me too, me too. <laughs> and so um, all of a sudden our team became the public spectacle. But I was encouraged because I'm a believer that you can turn those situations into you know, like win-wins, right? And um, in this scenario, the, the, they were not being professional by any standards. And we were able to have a response that, you know, basically said, hey, you got us, you know, like red handed. So sorry to offend you. We understand you're super busy. Congratulations on doing 20 million last year. That's amazing. And I'm sure you would love to help other people who are not doing that get to where you want to be. Actually, that's our heart too, as a team. And so, yes, we are going to send these text messages out to a lot of people because there's people who are considering quitting today um, because they don't know what to do. They're trying to get going in real estate and they don't know what to do and that's who we're trying to hit so we're morons we're super sorry but also we're not going to apologize for trying to help people do well in real estate and um it was a pretty comical thread of of facebook world you know um but i think uh it you know can turn into good things so it's not always bad things so let me ask you this in hindsight would have you sent those messages and obviously you would have sent them to the right people you know we all make mistakes yeah. but in hindsight, as I think about this, I'm actually working, shout out to Jesse Bodwine with a program he's doing, and it's, there's mass text involved in that. But what we're doing with that is it doesn't go out to a thousand people at once. It uh -huh. trickles slowly, slowly, slowly. That's awesome. So in hindsight, if you could send out, instead, how, many, how many people did you send? A thousand? I mean, she's working through the list. That day was probably like 200. Okay. Um, we're manually doing it through, you know. Um, in, in hindsight, would you send it to 200 people? Again, again, I'm assuming you have the correct list. Would you send it to 200 people a day or would you send it to 20 people a day? And I, I don't know the answer. I'm just asking in hindsight. if you. Can. Yeah, I mean, obviously 20, uh, if you don't care on the time frame, 20 is going to have a less likelihood of that happening for sure. That would be a wiser choice. Yeah. And when I think about 200 people, my concern, and I don't know what this happened, is that I'm going to get too many responses, good, bad, and indifferent. But if I've got 100 people who respond to me, I don't want 100 responses. The reason I don't want 100 responses is I don't have time to go through, exactly. and I'm going to miss the good ones getting through the FUs. So exactly. you know, when you're doing things, think about your ability to respond. Some people have a, a recruiter and that's all they do all day long. So yeah, that person can send out 200 text messages. But me, if I send out 200 text messages and get a hundred response, that just ruined my day. Yeah, so right. understand where you're at when you're doing some of this stuff is really kind of my point there. And that's interesting that you bring it up because we did that by accident at the very beginning. So I had my assistant go, um, well, I didn't know about market view broker. I couldn't afford 
what's the other one? Broker, Broker metrics. metrics. I couldn't afford it. And so I had my assistant um, go through the MLS and just run the MLS report and then get the agent ID, get their cell phone, manually type it in. <laughs> we didn't even import it as a CSV. We manually typed it in to follow up boss, every single person, and she'd tag it and then she'd start the action plan. And it would send out the first text and then some emails that went on after that. Um, and so, you know, just by being morons, she did like 20 a day, 30 a day. And it was much easier to get through the responses. And it took, you know, a month or two. But it, you're right. It totally is better that way. <laughs> well, and, and, and let me ask you this. Is, it, is recruiting a short-term play or a long-term play? Oh, long-term. Absolutely. I, I look at re recruiting kind of like sellers and I don't know if anyone else looks at it that way, but I look at it, you know, it's kind of like a FISBO. How do we list a FISBO? Do you call them up and say, I want to list your house? No, you call them up and you give them some value. You get to know them. And basically you're waiting for them to have pain. And I know that sounds kind of like a sadistic way to look at it, but really you're waiting for them to stop. You know, they had seven phone calls last night. Six of them were agents and one of them wanted to see their house at nine o'clock at night. And now they hate real estate. Let's hire an agent. It's, same, it's a similar thing with agents. Most of the agents are relatively happy where they're at, but something will come up. Their broker will do something stupid. Exactly. They'll have a bad couple of months and they realize that they need to get on a team. There's these things that our job is not to convince people that they should leave. Our job is to be available exactly. and in front of them when they're ready to do it. And 100%. that's what it's all about. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. I just, All right. So Don, any questions before I ask more, because yes. so I do have a question. So Grant, um, do you have admin helping you with this? Do you have a full-time recruiter who is helping lead this charge when you're helping with the team and growing this brokerage? Yeah. So when we started again, we had like 10 people and I had hired an admin, which for me at the time was a really scary step. Um, but I hired her part-time and I just, I, it, here's, here's exactly what we did. I wrote, I opened a document on my computer and I just wrote out, okay, first text message, start the conversation. It's going to say this first email. It's going to say this second email is going to say this. And then basically the, the drip campaign went on for several months. And if they responded at any point, follow up boss would shut it off and stop sending the stuff. So we could, you know, jump into normal conversation, but if they didn't respond, they would keep getting stuff about every week or a couple weeks for several months. And my pattern was to kind of, you know, be complimentary and ask about their goals and just find a place where I could help encourage them in what they're trying to do. And then I would begin to share something about the brokerage, some value piece about the brokerage. And then we would share an agent testimony about why they like Chamberlain. And, and at the time we had 10 people. So <laughs> like, all right, mandatory testimony. Every, I need every testimony to be written. Um, and, but when, then we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we would um, just, you know, Hey, is it, maybe it's the technology that you're looking for. Here's a testimony. Maybe it's the money that you're interested in. Here's a testimony. Maybe it's the support and encourage, you know, we just go back and forth, back and forth. So yeah, that's how it worked. My admin did pretty much all of it. We would tag team. She got to a point in, where she could, respond for me so if they were like no thanks i'm happy where i am she knew exactly how i personally would write back because she'd read it so many times so then she just responds to the nose for me we'd put a tag into the crm to know that like okay they're not interested right now and then of course we'd tag the people who are interested she'd make me a list of the people who said yes i'm interested in talking and then i'd start following up those people as well awesome very good all right, so I want to talk system. Um, I want to know, and you know, 
we're going to ask you basically to, to open up the playbook, if you don't mind. So what, you know, let's pretend that I don't know anything about recruiting. I'm a broker. I've got a team. I'm you. I don't know anything about it. What's the system? What's it look like? Where do I start? And just kind of walk us through it. And we'll ask, we'll, we'll ask you questions as we go. Yeah, specifically to start adding your first group of people, team leader, broker owner. Um, I think you have to have a like long-term game plan of where you're going, where you're trying to go. Okay. And you have to have a really clear picture of why they should choose you versus somebody else. So I didn't do this at the time. I kind of roughly knew, but if somebody asked me today, I would say, I need you to go find out the top 10 to 15 brokerages in your area and make a, a chart where we can see how much their commissions are, how much their fees are, how what tools are they getting? Just like, Let's see who your competition is and what we're fighting against. Okay, and so basically step one is research your competition. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so let's find out what you're fighting against and then why somebody would choose you. And that needs to be really compelling um, in, in a good why. And then I think that compelling reason needs to be clear and simple and beautiful in a way that quickly somebody's brain can comprehend. Because if you get somebody to say, okay, I'll bite. What are you selling? You need to quickly be able to communicate exactly what you're selling in a way that makes sense to them fast enough to where, you know, like it's enough information to get them really interested, but it's not too much that it totally overwhelms them that they're not going to look into it. So basically what I hear you say is know your elevator pitch, be able to do it in 30 seconds and know it like this. Is that, is that a good? Yeah. Yeah. And have something to back it up something that you can send to them a website link or a brochure or an email video or something to go along with it. So they're going to hear you. They're going to forget at least half of what you said. They need to also be able to see it visually and help it click a little bit better. Okay. All right. So step one's pretty simple. I find out who your competition is. Once you've got that, come up with your value problem. So let me ask you about your value proposition real quick. Do you have that written out on, on a, like a, a piece of paper I can hand somebody? Obviously you said there's a website, you know, how easy is it for, to do that? And is it breakdown? So for example, I can tell you my, I've got a value proposition that it literally breaks down the value of being on my team. And it comes out. If, if you join my team, there's $179,000 of value every year. Right. Sometimes, and it's funny because I got that from somebody else who had like $400,000 of value. And I'm like, I feel, I feel like it's high at 179 and so 400. So one of the things I'm going to suggest, if you have something like that, don't mm -hmm. say you have $2 million of value by joining my team because you don't. Yeah. So, you know, you, you want it to be impressive, but you don't want it to be so ridiculous that no one's going to possibly believe that, you know, I'm going to make $75,000 a year on your team, but you say that's worth 400 grand. That's, that's bad math. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to show you our website. So this is on our website. Wilopa makes our website. So this is a Squarespace website and it's very simple for you to get into the backside of Squarespace and just make it what you want. So a couple years ago, I just went in and I added a page that was called join us. So it's not a public page. It's not like people can search this and, and really find it, but it's a link. It's chamberlainrealtyllc.com slash, uh, slash join dash us. Okay. So if I talk to somebody and they're interested, I can send this to them and it comes here and it's kind of everything they need to know. And I think <clears throat> for my area specifically, 
it's always kind of like a cat and mouse game with the brokerages. Like, what do they share? Oh, I don't know. You got to go talk to so-and-so. You got to try to figure it out. And I hate that. I was just like, forget it. When I was searching personally, if that's how they did it, I was like, forget it. Like, if you, if, if it's bad enough that you can't just tell me honestly what it is, I'm not interested. I don't want to know. So I just put it all out there as in everything you need to know. We're not hiding anything plain and simple. This is it. So you come here. I made a quick little video. It took me two minutes to put this on here, stuck it on Squarespace. So they have a little intro for me and then they start to have a little bit of um, dialogue about, you know, why we built Chamberlain and all that good stuff. This is our Christmas party promo so they can kind of see the culture and, and that we do fun stuff together. And we try to make it look nice. We talk about, offices and agents we talk about the environment um, we have this section here click to hear reasons why agents love chamberlain and i did this maybe a year or so ago but this goes to a agent testimony page which is my why and so we made several videos of people talking about what they like about chamberlain so there's a lot of agents discussing you know the specifics that they like about it um, as we come back to our join us page i'm just going to scroll down um, so then we talk about commissions, we talk about tools, see the commission plans, and then also how to get your real estate license. So I will send this to people who are trying to get their license. And then lastly is a kind of another video recapping the commission plan and the, the kind of the heart of Chamberlain. Why did we start? And then this invite to go have coffee. So there's that. And then here's our commission plan so they can click on this and it'll open up. Basically, this is a PDF that I print out. And we have a little brochure that we um, stick in. We put this inside of the brochure. So when I sit down with an agent, this helps me walk through the story of Chamberlain. So if you're, if you're sitting down, basically this left side is the front page. And then this right side is the back page. Okay. So I walk them through the story of Chamberlain and why we started it. I talk to them about what does the name Chamberlain mean? which Chamberlain in the medieval days was actually the person who was appointed by the king or queen to take care of the property. Interesting. So, uh, everybody has to have that mentality. I'm going to treat my people like kings and queens. We talk about a referral program called 221 Referral Program, which has been great for recruiting people. Uh, we can talk about that later. And then um, some retirement planning is there. And then you open the brochure and this is what you have. And so I always say, look, there's nothing hidden. 100%. This is all that there is. Plain and simple. What you see is what you get. So then we have three different ways to be a part of the program. And then I can start explaining to them, okay, here's what Brokermint is. Here's what Ylopo is. Here's what Follow Boss. And as I'm at that meeting, I'll pull up my computer and I'll be showing them, you know, I'll kind of go back and forth between the brochure and the computer and I'll explain, okay, check this out. Why Lopo is crazy. It's going to blow your mind. This is going to help you do a lot more business. And uh, that's kind of how I do it. Perfect. So let me just talk about some of the things I really love about what was on there. Video, video, video. Oh, by the way, video. So I don't know about, I can't speak for everybody, but like, I know that when I go to a website and I look at the, the thing I just looked at, which had all that splits and all that kind of stuff. That's what I see. But I can sit and watch video and we need to understand that as a, as, you know, we live in 2020, people want to watch crap. I don't know why, but it's true. They're impatient about it and they want to watch videos. So, you know, I'd love that you've got some, you've got testimonials, you've got all that. Here's another thing I love. It's transparent. Um, you know, one of my favorite things I've seen people do, we're, you'll talk about sellers is like, what's your commission? 
well, it depends on this and this and this, but what's your commission? Well, it depends on this. I need to see the how. No, what's your commission? So I love that you said, look, this is, this is it. I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm transparent. And this is our culture. Our culture is part of transparency and understanding and how you do anything is how you do everything. So when people see that you're transparent in that, they go, Oh, you're going to attract a person who wants that type of thing. And that's the thing, you know, I, we didn't specifically talk about this, but I'm guessing you're targeting a certain type of person to come to your brokerage. Now at a brokerage versus a team, probably much less specific. The team definitely need to get much more specific and we can go on that later. But I just love that you've got so much content there and you're just giving it back. And I think that's really important for people to understand. Don't hide. Don't hide what you've got because if you hide what you got, no one's going to be interested. It's not, it's not 1975. It's 2020. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's next? So, you know, I can send somebody to that site. You know, where am I getting these people to talk to is really, I think, the million-dollar question uh, yeah. that everyone wants to know. It's like, how do I get people to want to come and talk to me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my question to add on to that is, you know, do you uh, differentiate yourself um, with lead sources like we do with buyers and sellers? Where are they coming from? And what has been the most successful for the recruiting piece? You know, is it agent to agent referrals? Is it driving people to your website? What exactly does that look like for you right now? That's a great question. So um, when my agents ask me what lead sources work, I have the mentality that they all work. None of them are magical. They all work. They, they all kind of stink at the same time and they all are amazing at the same time. You just got to work them all. And so as far as the agent growth, it's the same answer. Like agent to agent is good and cold calling can be good and people finding us can be like, it all works. Um, I think you just have to have a good system for each path that you kind of know what to do when that happens. So, um, yeah, so for me, we try to get that initial contact. When somebody says, okay, I'll buy it. Like this morning, somebody emailed me. Um, we've been you know, having them on a drip for who knows how long. And they finally responded and said, okay, what technology do you have? And tell me about commercial sales. So what do I do in that specific scenario? I have found that it's easy for me to be like, hey, tell you what, watch this 30-minute video. So I sat down with my videographer and I had him film the, the recruiting meeting and I'm talking to the camera and I'm showing him why Lopo on the computer and I'm walking him through the brochure for the times when I couldn't get face-to-face. -face. And it's easy to lean on that as a crutch and be like, oh, I'm too busy. Just watch this. It'll be fine. It does not work. <laughs> like face-to-face -face interaction it's just like connecting with buyers and sellers. It's all about relationship. So when somebody gets to the point of interest, I've got to push hard for a meeting. Let's go connect as fast as possible. If it's a meeting that's not going to happen for two weeks, I can probably just say, forget it. It's not even worth messing with. So I try, I mean, I know that's, that's extreme. Of course, it's still going to work a couple weeks out, but not nearly as much as when I'm like, Hey, I got time today. I got time tomorrow. I got time. When can you do it in the next week? Let's jump out there. Let's go connect even for just 30 minutes. So, and I, and I try to be not pushy at all. So I'm, I always tell them like, Hey, I'm super low pressure. I'm just going to tell you what we got. If it works great for you. Fantastic. If it's not your fit, great. And I'll tell you five other brokerages that you might be interested in. Yeah. I want you to be thrilled about where you're at. So I push really hard for that meeting. And then, um, you know, like long teaches uh, that first chunk of the meeting is all about them. So 
what are they most excited about? They're most excited about them 100%. So they don't really care about what you've got to offer or what fancy tricks you have. They want to talk about themselves. So we talk about what's most important to them and try to build some relationships, find some connecting points, just like any other, you know, real estate sales type thing. And then at some point in the conversation, it'll switch and then I'll have a moment to kind of all right, let me give you my spiel. Can I kind of walk you through who we are, why we are, here's how it works. And then I start walking through that brochure and I show them stuff on the computer. And um, usually by the time I get to the end of it, they, I, they feel like they have a good picture of who we are, what it would be like for them to be inside of our system, which I feel like that's super important. If they can visualize themselves in our system, that makes a huge difference. And then just let them fire away any questions that come up at the end of it. It usually takes about an hour and um, it's been good for me. That's, that's a great approach. And, and I love the fact that we're not, here, here's the thing. It, it's maybe I'll ask you this realistically, how many meetings do you have with somebody before they join your brokerage on, on the average? I know that's going to vary, but on the average, yeah. are you just sitting down with them, close them, and they join the brokerage next week or is it two meetings, three meetings, four meetings, five meetings? What, what are we looking at realistically? Well, for me personally, I wouldn't say that there's a lot of follow-up meetings where it's necessary to get together and kind of like go through it all again. I try to be pretty thorough on that first meeting, but I, I'm a huge believer that um, I've heard from, from another coach that, it's like an ATM. You, you can't just show up to this meeting and just withdraw everything that's there if you haven't invested into that relationship. So I try to invest in that relationship. That happens through text messages. That happens on Facebook interaction. That happens on emails and try to build something up. Sometimes, like you talked about earlier, something just happened and they made some, their broker, uh, they got mad at their broker and they're like done and they want to move today. And it's a great fit and it's clear enough for them. And they're like, okay, sign me right. up today. What do I do? That's like one out of 50, right? Right. Yeah. It's not. That I want to hear that. That is not what normally happens. So that's, that's the anomaly. Take them by all means. But if you think that that's what recruiting is, you're in for a rude awakening. Exactly. Yeah. So um, most of the time they're just like, just beginning to be interested and they'll probably go talk to a handful of other brokerages over the next six months. And so then my job is to stay in touch and just try to like, hey, just check it in. We saw that you did this. Great job, you know, and continue to put into that relationship. And I've had agents where we met and they were like, no, it's not right for me. They went to a different brokerage. But because I continued to invest in the relationship in a non-aggressive, like non-forceful uh, way, but I was just I was just there like, hey, I want to help you. I want you to be happy. Then they end up coming back around you know, a year later or a year and a half later. Cool. So um, you may not know this term, but I, I think you'll understand it. Um, parasocial, mar parasocial marketing. Are you familiar with that concept? You're probably doing it and not realizing it. But what, it, and basically let me just tell people what parasocial is, because I think it's, a, it's something that we need to be thinking about as we move forward. And it's a great term to understand. All the celebrities that we have relationships with their parasocial relationships in other words they put information out there we like them we follow them we feel like we know them does that feel like a, a safe thing how are you doing that 
with social media and, and things along those lines, because I really believe that that's where recruiting is moving. It's moving to that, hey, what I'm going to put this information out there. I want you to get to know me. And instead of that very first meeting going, who, what, what, what brokerage were you with? Hopefully that person feels like they know you a little bit. So what are you doing for that type of, that part of the recruiting? Because it makes everything easier. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's something that Long does extremely well is he just pounds that point that um, if, if they have seen you, then they begin, they begin to understand what you're like. And if they understand what they're like, they feel like they know you. And there's some really interesting studies from decades ago that, can, that basically say the, the human brain doesn't, isn't able to see the difference as far as like seeing somebody on screen versus seeing like having a conversation in real life. Like yep. that's oversimplifying it tremendously, but there's power in somebody feeling like they know you, even though you don't have a real relationship and they've only seen you. Absolutely. So um, I think that's huge. We try to do that through. So basically we uh, took the list from market view broker. We took that CSV list and then we put that into Facebook as a custom audience. So in my area, we have about 4,000 agents. Mm -hmm. And then I create a custom audience for those agents specifically. And then we start running campaigns consistently to those people only. And sometimes it's just a picture, like 93%, this could be you. Sometimes it's a video of sharing the heart. Sometimes it's a testimony from another agent. Um, but when we do like a bunch of different things, but it's getting straight into those agents' news feeds who have that same email connected with Facebook. And that way we're able to keep it very cost effective, but also hit the exact target that we're trying to hit consistently. So um, that's a big one that's been helpful for us. And, um, and then of course, like as we send texts or emails, we do more video, um, all, all that good stuff as well. And then, yeah, like the idea is by the time they meet you, they've seen the signs around town. They have heard a few things from you. They kind of get the gist from other people and it feels comfortable. It feels safe. Um, it feels like the right choice. Yeah. And, and what I'm hearing you say, and I think this is what, what I'm starting to see too, it's almost like you take a very, very cold lead. You know, we've all done, well, not all of us, we've probably all cold called and said, Hey, they, you know, I'd love for you to come yeah, yeah, whatever that goes away. But you know, you're basically creating a warmer lead. They feel like they know you, they feel like they understand you. They feel like you have something to offer them that maybe they don't have someplace else because here's the thing. And, and everybody can attest to this. Like, for example, in my market, there's one of those major big brands that's a gigantic brand. I want to talk good or bad or about them. But when it, when it comes down to it, the majority of their agents are probably 65, 70 is really what their split is, which today is horrible, right? I mean, you know, I, I can tell you right now, I can tell you that there's, I can find five brokerages where I can do transactions for $500 or less for each and every one, similar yeah. to what you've got. So why is somebody staying at this brokerage? It's because those people have convinced them that there's value in that because yeah. they understand that that's the same thing that we're trying to do is go out there and show value. And we're trying to build those relationships without actually having to get on the phone and go, your brokerage sucks. My brokerage is awesome. Come join me. But, but how many people do that though? I mean, you know, step one over here was to find out what your competition was. That's not so that you can bash on the competition and tell people they're morons for staying at company X. Absolutely. That's so that you can understand who they are and what's out there. And you can talk about, it. you know, what? Keller Williams offers this and Coldwell Banker offers this and Exit offers it. I mean, 
if you talk intelligently, that's part of the program. Yeah. But, um, you know, one of my favorite things I heard somebody say, and I think this is something that people really make a big mistake in recruiting, is the people will join you and they will re leave you for the exact same reason. So if you're a person out there who's like just trying to cut commissions and trying to, you know, I heard you say earlier, it was kind of tricky. All you're doing is setting up that person to come over to your brokerage and you offered them 95%. And guess what? Next week, somebody offered them 97% and they left. And that's not who we're after. And that's not who we want to be. So I'm, what I'm hearing is that you're developing a culture that people want to be a part of. No. I will say this, and you'll probably agree, that doesn't mean everybody wants to be part of your culture. Stop okay. trying to recruit everybody. When you recruit everybody, you recruit nobody. Right. Yeah. I agree. Hey, can, can I rewind just a minute, um, Grant? My question is, before you had all of this technology and all of these plans and website in, in place, when you started with your 10 agents, and then you went to 33. What did that look like for you as you were building out this recruiting process, your websites? How did you scale so quickly? What was, how did you prioritize what needed to happen first? So I, it took me an hour to build that website that I showed you earlier. And that was one of the first things like, okay, when I talk, call somebody, I need something to leave with them. And I took the time to create that, like maybe two hours, but probably not. And I did it one time and I never touched again. And, and I use that same thing <laughs> consistently. Same thing for my little brochure. It took me an hour to put the brochure together and I just print a whole bunch of them and they're just ready to go. So that piece of it um, was vital to be able to communicate, not have to restate over and over and over what's happening. Um, and then past that, it was just like having my assistant know like the clear path of, okay, next piece, next piece, next piece, who are we going after and communicating who's interested. As far as when people came in, that um, has been a big part of the recruiting is the onboarding process. So if they have a great experience when they join you, then all, like when they join you, all of their friends are going to ask them. Oh my gosh, I saw it. You moved. You've been at so-and-so for 15 years. What are you doing? This is crazy. Tell me everything there. I, I probably every agent that comes is going to have those phone calls happening. So if you don't nail that onboarding process, just stop, like quit, like get that right first. Um, so that, because that's going to be a big piece of the recruiting. So for me, I, I use Squarespace again. Um, and I just kind of took one page and I said, okay, here's the documents that you need to switch. And then here's what Brokerment is. And here's what Wilopo is. And I made several videos. It probably took me two weeks of just kind of on and off process to help communicate. Here's how we work in our system. And I just put it all on this one very simple page to help people kind of understand how the systems work in our, in our stuff. And then we also do gifts. So we have this branded box that we get from like, I think it's UPAC or pack lane or something like that. It's got the logo on it. It's a small little box costs $3. And then we fill the box with a little bag of um, gourmet popcorn from a place up the street from us. And then we have a little lion. That's our Chamberlain logo. He's wearing a little t-shirt with the Chamberlain logo. Um, our, our logo has a lion on it. So he's this little lion and we have uh, some confetti and a handwritten note and like a few other things that we stick in the box and every new agent gets this box. So 
um, that onboarding process has been huge in helping bring people in because again, like if they don't feel safe, if they feel like it's a bumpy process trying to move over, just forget it. It's, it's a waste of time. So dial in your onboarding and then cut loose on the recruiting. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, make that process look good. I, I will say this, and this is something that I've seen a little too much. It doesn't have to be perfect. It needs to be good. And, and the reason I say that is so many people, and it, it, as Don said that, I, I like cringed a little bit because I'm afraid people here, you need to go spend six months on, on your onboarding program before you hire somebody. That's not what Don said. That's not what Grant said. They said, be professional, be organized, and make it look good for that person who comes in so they have a good experience. It doesn't have to be super exciting, flashy. That's not, that's not what they're saying. They're just saying be dialed in because ultimately they are gonna tell their friends. Yeah. Here's my next question for you. When somebody joins your team, obviously you talked about that. What are you doing on social media when somebody joins your team? So we're weak at that. Um, I didn't mean to set you up that way. My apologies. <laughs> so, like we, you know, we have the post like welcome, blah blah blah. My problem is that it's it's uh, like we have a a hole in knowing when somebody has officially switched because we'll send them the onboarding stuff and then it'll take some time to officially get everything turned on. And so that's been a weakness for us to make sure we hit that every time. So move on. <laughs> So what about this? Because it's interesting because this is a part that comes with both both retention and with training. Are you doing things online again? And I'm talking a lot about social media because it's well, it's 2020. So we're on a Facebook group watching this video. So here's so when somebody has success, are you are you doing a lot of acknowledging on Facebook and different things along those lines? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that that goes into the culture piece. Like if they feel supported by the broker, they're going to be encouraged. So like so many brokers don't give a rip. They just, they're like taking care of problems all day, every day. And they, you know, like they don't take time to acknowledge their people. And if you acknowledge your people, it just goes light years into the distance as far as culture and whatnot. So I do spend like a chunk of time every day looking for reasons to celebrate other people, to share it on my personal Facebook page, to share it um, inside of our private group for the agent specifically and, and call people out and say, amazing job, great job, way to go. How did you do that? Yeah. And, and I want everyone to think about this. So Grant goes out and Susie has a great month and she gets a great Zillow review or whatever she's doing. And Grant's celebrating that for that agent. But guess what? That has a multi-tiered effect. Step one is obviously that agent feels good. Hey, look, Grant recognized that I did this and this and this, and that's amazing. That helps with retention. But believe it or not, that helps with recruiting. And here's why. Because the broker that they're at right now didn't say jack about what they did. The guy just closed $4 million of, of real estate in a month. And what did the broker say? Thanks for the check. Yes. So when you start acknowledging your people online, the other people are going to see it. I know that may seem like a, like a very thin line, but I promise you people are looking online. And by the way, if I was going to join your team, Grant, do you think I'm going to stalk you on Facebook first? Oh my goodness. Yes. So, <laughs> Here's something that, you know, if you'd asked me five years ago, I would have disagreed with what I'm about to say right now. The line between personal and professional has become blurred. And I would have always said, be, you know, professional Facebook page, professional, you know, personal, do all that. It doesn't work that way anymore. 
If someone's going to Google or not Google, someone's going to search me on Facebook, they, I want them to see that, oh, I just posted this thing yesterday about uh, Grant. He did, uh, he had a five-star Zillow review and it's great. And they, I want them to see that, yes, I have personal stuff too, but I'm, I'm acknowledging my agents. I'm, I'm talking good about them. I'm celebrating. People want to be part of that culture. And remember, people will look at you on Facebook and for the love of God, if you're doing stupid things like posting political, religious, um, any of that kind of controversial stuff, remember this, you've immediately alienated 50% of your population right off the top. And, and so understand, be out there, be a giver, celebrate the people who are with you. And the more you do that, the more people are going to be attracted to that. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. We've got two minutes left. Um, I'm going to go to Don. <laughs> a final question, a final thought, and uh... well, um, I just want to make sure that we include some of our um, recruiting platforms, which is uh, Wise Hire has been really successful for us for non-licensees. Uh, meaning folks that have not um, uh, gotten their license but have some interest. Uh, and so I want to give a shout out to those guys. Uh, www.clubwealth.com slash wisehire uh, is the Club Wealth discount. Uh, the other thing, too, is, guys, if you want to grow your business, um, and, and I'm a firm believer, uh, along with my coach getting started and now Mike Grenier, uh, these Club Wealth uh, events coming up, uh, we've got lab, uh, I'm sorry, um, listing agent boot camp, uh, April 20th through the 23rd. Um, I'm telling you what, you want to take away some major value. The only reason that you shouldn't come is if you don't want to grow. If you're, you're, if you're content, if you're happy, just stay home, do your thing, fantastic. But if you want to grow, these are the people that you need to be around. You need to be around Grant, you need to be around Brian. I mean, these guys every little piece is valuable to, to growth in business. So I can't say enough about that. Absolutely. So here's my final thought. Um, there's a process and we will put the, and I'm sure Aubrey is watching this and she will put the link. Grant has a download that he's given us and it'll go through basically the recruiting process. And, you know, I'd like to tell you that we can have a, a, an hour phone call and we can learn everything we do about recruiting. It's a process like everything else. And the thing I love what Grant did more than anything else, if you want to take something away from this, I heard Grant did some dumb things. He sent out too many text messages. He sent them out to the wrong people. Look at all the mistakes that Grant made. By the way, he only recruited 100 people last year. Make mistakes. Screw it up. Do all that stuff. That's what pushes you forward. So, you know, my quote, perfection is the enemy of excellence. And Grant didn't do it perfect, but you know what he did? He took a lot of action. And when you take massive action, you're going to get massive results. So your final thoughts, Grant, and then we'll just kind of close it up. Um, yeah, I'm with Brian. Like, don't try to get it to 100%. I always tell people, like, get it to 80%, get it to 90%, and call it good and move your butt on. <laughs> like, don't, don't try to get it perfect. I think that's been a huge chunk of why we've succeeded because I'll just, like, sit down for an hour, knock something out, build a little website, and move on and, and keep things moving forward. It's not hard. It's just talking to people and finding people who are interested in what you've got. It's it's easy if you just apply some effort towards it and make it happen. You can definitely do it. 
Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for joining us on this episode of Club Well TV. I hope I get to see everybody in Phoenix at Listing Agent Bootcamp. It's going to be an amazing event. And uh, again, shout out to our sponsor, Wise Hire. It was really appropriate. We did Wise Hire today. So thanks everybody. Remember, shout out to Michael Hellickson. There's a world-class beast inside of you just waiting to get out. Go ahead and release that beast and have an amazing day. Thanks everybody for watching.